there are some crazy Xbox rumors, Windows has its first ad, and there's a lot we need to talk about. Happy Saturday, friends, and I'm going to need to update this thing down here that just popped out below me for those on audio. That's the little like lower third, as they call them. I need to update that, and so we will eventually do that when I don't feel like being lazy. Um, anyways, it was a crazy week. Crazy week, my first week in the new role, which we'll have some... Uh, I just didn't have time on Friday to record this, although going forward, I should have more time on Fridays, but just onboarding stuff, it took some time, and uh, here we are, Saturday morning. But there has been... Oh, it has been a week, for my friends. It has been a week of... There's, like, genuinely good stuff. There were some absolutely absurd Xbox rumors and genuine news that came out that's really good stuff, and just a lot that went on in a week. I... You know, in August, people were saying it's coming kind of quiet. I'm like, just wait until September. It's going to gear up. I mean, we have a, we have next week, we have an Apple event. Week after that, I believe it's, yes, the week after that is the service event. And so there's probably maybe a Google event in there. Sometimes typically they have stuff in the fall. And so there, we're, we're running headfirst into just a lot of news. So let's dive in. This week, Microsoft debuted their first Windows 11 ad. Now, this is a sort of like a concept nebulous ad at the end of the day because it wasn't really showing off per se Windows 11. It was really introducing the idea of Windows 11 and unlike the Xbox ones, there was no sad dog. Uh, it was, it's different. It's not necessarily for me, but at the same time, I'm already, and everybody listening to this is already well aware of Windows 11. And so that ad was, uh, is attempting to accomplish just that, that, hey, Windows 11 is coming and you should be aware. And so it's more honestly targeted at people like my parents or just people who, who don't uh, pay attention to the world of technology. And so I, I don't dislike it. It's not my cup of tea, but, um, you know, there it is. Uh, there are two new builds of Windows 11 out this week for beta and dev. And so it sounds like dev is still kind of buggy. And so Microsoft actually warned about this. So I think it's fair to say that Microsoft said, hey, if you don't want the bugginess, get out of the beta because it's about to get there. Because, again, you know, going on Microsoft's own words, this is a build that is not designed to be coming out for a year, roughly, or so. So keep that in mind. Uh, I am currently running the dev, which is on what's on uh, actually my, my primary boxes now. Uh, this is running beta, or this is running dev. Gosh, I screwed that up. This right here is running dev. Beta is when I'm running on everything else. So beta is more stable. Dev is kind of crazy. Um, I wish they'd just call them alpha and beta, keep my life easy. Regardless of my ramblings, um, there are two new builds. Nothing major really in either of those releases, but there is a new update coming for Windows 11 that is not ironically in either one of these. It's an update to the Photos app. Panos Panay once again tweeted it out and Instagrammed it and they put it out there. But the Photos app, much like many of the other inbox applications, is now being updated and that is actually rolling out. So if you've looked at Photos and said, I want Photos to be better, if photos is going to get better. Um, not in any like dramatic way. It's not going to be like a paint 3D sort of overhaul, but it is uh, coming out. Microsoft also acknowledged this week that there's a new Office file-based attack. There are attacks just coming left, right, front, and center. Uh, security is going to be an evergreen topic for all of time, and it seems like things are only getting more complex unless you're a printer, and printers are always bad, and printers continue to be a pain in the butt. Uh, but just keep that in mind. More interestingly, uh, Microsoft did buy a, a web-based clip editing or video editing service. Really interesting stuff here, mostly because I hope that it comes to Xbox one day and allows, you know, overhauls that clip editing experience. Also, there were a lot of jokes like Windows Movie Maker is back. Yes, well, I, I'm this this video editing tool that they bought, which is sort of a collaborative web-based tool, um, is interesting. And I'm curious to see if there's any going to be any consumer applications. Now, on the enterprise side, there's Apple, Apple 
absolutely use cases because you can actually record a lot of video, right? Uh, through Teams, you can record meetings. Uh, they have a lot of different live venue events. Or, or tools, I should say. And so being able to easily edit this stuff in the browser is going to be a big deal. And I think that's probably why Microsoft bought it for all of that type of uh, tooling and making it easier. And so just be on the lookout for that. I don't know if it's ever going to come to Xbox. That's sort of just a pipe dream at the end of the day. Uh, Microsoft also had a very classic naming. They love to screw with names because why not? Um, they, they're overhauling Microsoft News and calling it Microsoft Start because none of people are confused with the Start button and everything else. Although somebody did point out an interesting thing that it hasn't said Start since, I believe, Windows XP, but I think we all call it the Start button. I, I don't know. That's just me personally. Anyways, it's called Microsoft Start. It's effectively Microsoft News in a in a new, new coat of paint. Um, it also kind of looks widgety-like and... If that's your thing, I don't use Microsoft News, and I honestly probably won't use Microsoft Start. And until the widgets become more customizable and usable, uh, I probably won't be using the widgets that are in Windows 11 either. Because again, you can't put them on the desktop, which is where I actually want them. I think the biggest downfall to Microsoft's widgets is that you have to open up something else. I, I like things to be passive, passively consumed, meaning like, hey, all my windows are closed, and look, there's there's the headlines, there's my stock portfolio, or whatever. Um, anyways, I'm sure some people love the, the widget stuff, but it's just not for me, and it's more befuddling that Microsoft doesn't have an API available to build the third-party widgets, because Microsoft and APIs are like bread and butter uh, at the end of the day. Now... On to the gaming news of the week. Microsoft Flight Simulator World Update 6 is now rolling out. And like all the previous updates, they are free. Well, I shouldn't say all the previous updates. I guess there's technically some premium product and some of these weird things. Anyways, the World Update is definitely free. All you got to do is just sacrifice the gigabytes on your storage uh, medium. And you can go ahead and download that. They are typically big updates uh, when you put them all into a bundle. But there you go. Uh, that includes, I believe, Austria, Germany, Switzerland. And that's... Yeah, that's a pretty, that's a nice little geographical area. So there have been, I got pinged 16,000 times over, over this. So there were some crazy Xbox rumors that came out. And I'm sure people listening to this may have heard of them. But if you haven't, so here's, here's the sort of basis for this. Is that the Series S and X are going to get a refresh based on AMD's new 6 nanometer process. Which I believe is part of, T, coming from TSMC. But that, that part doesn't necessarily matter. But it's, AMD has a new APU and it's 6 nanometers. Which absolutely means that the Xbox Series S and X are getting a refresh. Now, I, ooh, this is, this one's weird. Um, so, let's wind back the clock. Consoles get refreshes. Now, some of them are announced, like you get like a PS5 Slim or you get like a, a, a Slim a, a Xbox One X. Well, that's sort of a new model, but not necessarily a refresh. Either way, console refreshes happened. A lot of times we don't even know that they happen because they're things under the hood. Quite literally just what happened with the PlayStation 5 and the heatsink. Microsoft has had multiple iterations of the Xbox One where they've refined the board, making it cheaper, cheaper and easier to manufacture, meaning reducing their cost, which is a Eventually, how they reduce the price of the console because economies of scale and they also get smarter and technology improves. We know that narrative. So are there Xbox Series S and X refreshes coming? Yes, I know that for a fact that Microsoft is working actively to optimize their production lines. That is a given. Now, is this going to result in increased performance and different pricing? That I am not so sure about because the narrative doesn't make sense right now. Microsoft has already won the battle of, hey, it, it's widely known that the Series X is the most powerful console. They don't need a more powerful console. And quite candidly, what would more power do at this point? If you're coming here to say, well, 8K at 60 frames per second would be a hell of a benchmark. Nobody can play that. 
Nobody can. Like there's going to be the, the, the marketable demographic for something like that is just so tiny. And there's, I don't want to say future proofing because it doesn't make sense at this point. Like 4K, 120 frames per second is the industry benchmark right now. And people are saying, but Brad, in two to three years, it could be 8K gaming is the benchmark. I No, I don't. I, I'm not. I honestly would not buy that argument. Well, I believe that 8K might become reality at someday. I, I still believe the vast majority of the market is running at around 1080p for console gaming. Like that is the, the wide demographic across the industry is 1080p is pretty much it. And so like forcing an 8K down the throat doesn't make sense. Microsoft has the most powerful console and I'm, I don't think they're worried about PlayStation coming out with a more powerful one because at the end of the day, the narrative is already written into the marketing material. And the consumer is aware of that, at least in my opinion, that that is how that shakes out. So it doesn't make sense to launch something that's more powerful. Now, the more interesting one is honestly the Xbox Series S refresh, as per this rumor, in that he, this is where this one doesn't make sense. That the Xbox Series S was made explicitly, explicitly to be the cheapest product on the market for next-gen gaming. That is That was the target demographic. Obviously, it had to have good performance characteristics. That is that, that was a baseline requirement as well. But it was intended to be a cheap and entry-level option. So the rumor, it says that there's going to be a new Xbox Series S, and it's going to be more powerful. It's also going to be more money, under $350. Now, technically, under $350 means it could be $2, but that's not going to be the case. And that the old Xbox Series S will be $189 to $249. Bucks. That, this, again, this doesn't make sense in the world of just logic, at least in my mind, because what what is a... A what is a more powerful Xbox Series S gonna offer? It, it can't be 4K 30 frames per second because why? That doesn't make sense. You could effectively do that with the Xbox Series S already. So I don't I don't understand what a more powerful and more expensive Xbox Series S would accomplish in any way. The primary focus for Microsoft is to lower that price point as much as possible. I'm not saying that Microsoft wouldn't ever go to the six nanometer processor, but I believe if they do, they would be looking to keep the exact same performance characteristics and just trying to bump up the yield to lower the pricing of both consoles because that is a better net win for Microsoft because they don't need a more powerful box right now. It doesn't accomplish anything. They don't need a more powerful mid-level box because what are they going to do? You've already got a 1080p up to, we'll just say, we'll, we'll lock on 60 frames. So you already have a 1080p 60 frames per second box and you already have a 4K 60 frames per second box. I know that there's some variation and they can sometimes do higher, whatever. But that's that's the baseline. You've, you've got those locked. You don't need more powerful hardware to accomplish either one of those. They already exist. And so this, this argument that is being made does not make sense to me and it doesn't feel right um, from a how Microsoft wanted to position these consoles. They're not trying to put a console at every single price point because one, it's expensive to have a third SKU on the market. It, it's not cheap. Um, we saw Microsoft struggle with this a little bit with the Xbox One having so many different SKUs. Uh, remember, they had the all digital edition. They also had the Xbox One. They had the Xbox One X. And there's there's marketing education that has to occur as well. And so, yeah, um, and it'd also be terrible if they called it like the Series E or something, because then yeah, you guys can put those letters together. Um, but I don't, I don't actually buy it. And then the other argument is that it's this is prepared to undercut the PS5 Slim. Um, we don't know what the PS5 Slim is, and I don't. And Sony, you got to remember, Sony only has one performance characteristic between all of its consoles right now. It's either it's the PS5 with a disc or without. There's not two different variable SKUs. If anything, it would make sense for Sony to come out with a lower price box that has lower performance characteristics than a higher priced one. And if that is even true, Microsoft is already out 
out into the market with a product and again they could get more aggressive on the pricing because they have multiple pricing models or business models to keep people informed and educated and honestly spending money uh, namely through Xbox Game Pass so and then the, the final bit of the information is Xbox Series S refresh comes for 2023 20, or later well obviously like I can predict I was like hey there's going to be an Xbox Series X refresh and just leave it open-ended like that for all of eternity and eventually there will be a refresh either internal or physically and Microsoft says nothing about it or we actually see some sort of difference um, but that's just open-ended it's like me saying there's going to be future Xbox stuff. Like, obviously. So uh, I I don't buy a lot of this. I hope I'm proven wrong just so I can put the egg on my face at the end of the day. Uh, but it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't sit right knowing how Microsoft likes to position this stuff. Other things that are actually happening and happening right away. Uh, there's a new controller update for Alpha Insiders. Basically, Microsoft is bringing, uh, I believe, uh, Bluetooth low energy or low energy support for compatible controllers so you got to be compatible there but more importantly the dynamic latency input that we've all been wanting that makes your controllers better for doing nothing is coming out here soon too they're now testing it i'm a big fan of this for the elite uh, series 2 which i use every time or every day when i'm playing and so obviously the and then the older i always look around like i have one sitting here an xbox one controller will also be getting this update which will be a good thing it means your hardware is getting better and all you do is just download an update which means you probably got to plug in which is slightly annoying in some capacity but those updates will be worth installing when they do arrive so just keep that in mind also other good things coming to the xbox uh, xbox alpha skip ahead and alpha users are getting new hdmi cec uh, features this is uh, going to allow you to control your xbox with your tv remote and it also means that when you hit the xbox button on your controller it's going to automatically jump over to the correct input these are just simple quality of life updates that i am really looking forward to the Apple TV that I use uses a bunch of these features and so it's great that they are coming to uh, the Xbox Series X and the S. This will just make your life a little bit easier and make gaming just a little bit little reducing the friction to getting into your game just a little bit easier and so what you think about when pairing that with uh, Xbox like quick resume you can go from hitting the button to playing a game with you know just touching the controller like two buttons and you're in in seconds. It's going to be great. I am looking forward to that. Now on to the questions of the week. Uh, which is always my favorite part. Uh, HRLNGRV says, how's Michigan? So I was in Michigan all last week uh, onboarding at Stardock. Um, it was great. The roads are terrible. Uh, <laughs> I say that from somebody from Ohio who I thought we had bad roads until I went to Michigan and, and the roads were, were not great. Um, but drove the Tesla. It was great. Only can, can do it in one stop. Had a lot of fun. Um, you know, Drowning in complexity and absorbing everything that's going on. But honestly, I had a lot of fun. Um, Michael says, is there a reason the Pentium Gold 4425Y is acceptable for Windows 11 and the 4415Y is somehow not? And Usman's got it right. One is 7th gen and the other is 8th gen. And as we all know, Microsoft doesn't like 7th gen stuff unless it's in their own products and then Surface Studio. And then they will make it work uh, for those guys only. Uh, Confused Geek says, so was the Halo Elite controller in warehouses last year and that's why there's no Elite Controller 3 this year? Uh, that's from Felipe. I don't know explicitly if it was in... There, there's a story here that I have yet to uncover. But obviously we knew that all this Xbox stuff was going to happen last year, right? With Halo Infinite. We knew like there was Nerf stuff, there was Doritos stuff. And Microsoft very clearly was planning to launch an Elite Series 2 controller that was customized for Halo Infinite. I believe one of their first, if not the first ever. And what I don't know is was that controller available, like built last year and then has just been sitting... Or did they actually start making it this year to launch with the game? 
Part of me thinks I could you could probably justify that it was available, going to be ready last year with the launch of the game because, hey, the, you can't just go and say, I'm going to make a controller and then it just appear, especially with the supply constraints that we've seen across not just Xbox, but the entire industry to get a controller like that up and ready to be launched this year with everything going on tells me that they had this planned a long time ago. And maybe they did this in January. Maybe that was when they started and I could be completely wrong. But it wouldn't surprise me also if they were ready for it last year too. Uh, Shark47 says, do you see yourself buying a new Surface this year? As I noted, Microsoft Surface event is coming up here in a couple weeks, about two weeks, give or take. Um, I think there's a big, maybe. Uh, this is the Surface Book 3 right here that I use every time I'm, I'm podcasting. And I, I like this machine. I, I do like this machine. Uh, I also use a Surface Laptop 4 as my daily sort of driver, uh, and so far, daily driver for a laptop, and it works quite well. So I don't have like a strong desire, but I know that they're going to come out with something and be like, ooh. And so I, I don't know. I, I'm not, uh, I don't have any plans to buy a Surface Pro, whatever the new generation Surface Pro 8 is going to be, even though it will look great. I, it's still, I don't think it's, I don't think I'm going to buy one. And then Mad Thinus says, with this week's builds of Windows 11, it is clear we are back to the half-complete measures of Windows 10. So much for the clean refresh. Why will they finish this one completely? So there's definitely some bugs and wonkiness going on between the Windows 11 builds. I will say that start, starting my new role, um, I have a much more intimate, you know, one weekend, obviously, look at what is going on with Windows behind the curtains a little bit, um, just because we start our build software that customizes the OS and things that are going on. And so they've done some interesting stuff to get Windows 11 to the point of where it is today uh, maybe we'll talk about that here in a little bit but I think they will get the the baseline build out but there's still going to be a bunch of things missing mainly like context menus on the taskbar just still aren't great you, you can't move the taskbar to the top of the screen which doesn't sound like a big deal unless you're one of those people that uses it uh, at the top of the screen and then Windows 11 just kind of you know makes that not possible I suspect that they will eventually bring that to Windows 11 but obviously based on what Microsoft just told us cross your fingers that they keep you know hold true to their word that won't happen for for a year at minimum. So if you really like moving your taskbar around, it doesn't appear like you're going to be able to do that from launch. So anyways, there you go, guys. Crazy week, crazy, crazy week. Like just personally, just in the world of Microsoft, we are ramping up into some big holiday stuff. And so with that being said, folks, make sure you keep it subscribed here because the only BS on this podcast is me.